Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another A Convo with Mo episode. It's your girl Mo Diggs. <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because I think I started a little bit too early. I think everyone wasn't ready for me to start, but I'm so excited today. We got a full house on the pod today, y'all. Um, first off, let's say what's up to the OG Lauren Green. Hello, my beautiful kings and queens. Woo! We love it, okay? Um, we also got another OG, you know, family. Lindsay, say what's up. What's poppin', beautiful people? It's your girl, Lindsay, a.k.a. Crown by Grace, no E in the crown. Lindsay, we're actually really excited to have you back because you've been gone for a minute. I know. I need it. You know what? But I'm back. I'm back. And that's on who? That's on John the Baptist, girl. Anyway. um, (laughs) Hello. We got two special guests today. They're they're OGs. One's an OG by default. And then the other one is a... First of all, tell me, you the OG by default, girl. Oh, (laughs) Josh, Josh, say what's up to the people. Okay, King Josh. Oh, my gosh. Hey, my beautiful... (laughs) <laughs> Wait, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal this intro. Hi guys, my name's Josh. You know, I'm here. My I'm name here. is Tommy. Hi everyone. Oh my gosh. Hey. Hey girl. So today, guys, um, as you guys all know, it's all over the news. Um, we are talking about police brutality. This is not something that is new to us as African Americans. This is not something that um just came out of the blue. This is something that we've been dealing with forever um the reason why it's definitely it's made like the forefront of news right now is because of well there's been two killings um the one we're going to be talking about today is the murder of Ahmad Arbery there was a shooting I want to say it was in Atlanta Georgia um two white men who were seen on video um fatally shot Ahmad Arbery who was a 25 year old black man just running in his neighborhood um and they shot him in quote unquote self-defense. In Atlanta, there is a stand your ground law. Do any of you guys know what the stand your ground law specifically like means or what it um like what it in, in, in encompasses? Well, I know for citizen's arrest, you are allowed to restrain if you see someone committing a crime, you are allowed to restrain that person. But you must call the police first and restrain them until the police get there. And I believe it's at the time that the crime is actually committed. Yeah, you got <laughs> not like while they're running away. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like you know, week later. None of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, I hope you guys haven't seen it, but if you guys have seen it, their viral video. Um, it basically went around of the murder. It was, oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't watch it because I've learned my lesson about watching graphic murders um, from watching the, unfortunately, I watched the Kobe Bryant plane crash. Um, and I, I mean, I watched Nipsey, but I didn't learn my lesson there. I was like, oh yeah, I still want more trauma in my in my mind. Um, but after that, I was just like, I made a conscious decision to never and like like put myself in a position to just deal with that kind of trauma you know what i mean intentionally um did any of you guys watch the video i didn't whatever they put on the news i saw that little clip you saw the whole video 
Yeah. What were some of the emotions running through your mind when you watched it, Josh? I was just like, wait, what's going on? I mean, like, that's, I don't know if you can hear me too well, but basically the entire time I was just in shock. Um, I know I personally, like a long time ago, I I vowed off of consuming traumatic content. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I don't need it. I don't need to see it. Like, just knowing that it happened is enough. You know what I'm saying? And and that was that. But um upon like us prepping for the podcast, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna actually watch it. And I watched it and um it was just like I'm just over it. Like I'm 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 over it. Lawrence, as as another black man, and I don't know if you go running in the in the neighborhood, how <laughs> does it feel? to be like a black man and just knowing this is the environment that you're in. Like talk about your experience. Well, I I feel like there is this fear that comes on when you do interact with the police or when you do get stopped and you think in your mind, is he going to stop me because I was speeding or is he going to stop me because, you know, I'm black and is Mm. it going to escalate to somewhere um, that it shouldn't go? And so, um, I think those are some of the things that I feel like I have experienced. But, you know, I'm always dealing with microaggression at the job. Just this week with one of my managers always talking down to me like I don't got like I don't got a full mind. And so especially I feel like in Northern Virginia area where it's maybe not they may not call you the N word. Mm-hmm. But they definitely going to treat you like one. Mm. What were you saying, Josh? No, I, I really like how he how he phrased that. Um where it's like no one needs to, especially with microaggressions, no one necessarily needs to say it or needs to, um, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Outwardly be racist. Out, yeah, be outwardly racist or overtly racist, you know. Um, they can have all the black friends they want. But like at the end of the day, you know where they stand in, in the way in which they move and how they conduct themselves. like Or don't move. And, and <laughs> how they don't, don't do Exactly. Like, or how they, they sit and watch. And, and it's it's... It's painful to see, and and like earlier when I was saying like I'm I'm kind of over it. It's like son, like I don't know. I think emotions and and just everything that we've been feeling have been intensified by the quarantine, right? So it's like sitting in your house and like learning of this and and going into depths and understanding more, and it's like another name being added to the list. Like at the end of the day, granted, like I'm and I'm not I'm not minimizing his humanity, right? Like, I'm not minimizing anyone's humanity, right? But I'm saying, like, it it hurts me and it burdens me so much because, like, it feels like it's another name being added to the list. The, mm. And it, it feels like another name that, that, like, we say and we say and we say and we chant. And, like... That's all the power we have. That's yeah, and that's all we have. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, it's another life that's been taken, another family destroyed. Um. And it's very disheartening. But yeah. I feel like it's it's almost tiring. Like it's just I'm like I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of having to watch deaths online. White people don't have to watch their counterparts being killed online day in and day out. I'm tired of being fearful of my brother or my uncle or my cousin or my boyfriend or my husband or my dad leaving the house and not knowing if them being stopped by the police, you know what I'm saying? Like, or them not being able to go for a run. Like, I'm tired of having to be an activist for simple 
humanity, like simple justice. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even like this is it's just like these are human rights. Like someone was killed, murdered by while they were unarmed. Mm -hmm. Like, why Mm -hmm. do we have to fight for this? Mm -hmm. And and it's 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 so crazy because there's a lot of situations where people can say like, oh, but he did he, this. he he was doing this or oh but i wouldn't have been out that late or oh but i if it were me or if it were my child i would tell them you know don't talk to the police like that or don't whatever the case may be you know and even in those cases it's still an ex- like it's there's no excuse, excuse whatsoever yeah. whatsoever but in this case it's just like he was going what, for what a run could you have told him to do differently what what could you what could you have told him to do differently yeah. there's nothing there's literally nothing that he did that you that he could have done differently to save his life. Let's talk about how black men are just like inherently seen as a threat, even with just like breathing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not joking. Like, don't like black men. It doesn't matter what you do. You just breathe and people are scared of you because. Even in this moment, right? Tell me just in in response to what you're saying. They 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 were saying, "Oh yeah, they felt like they were in fear for their lives." But it, I'm just like, "How are you in fear when there's three of you and you have guns yeah. and he's running? You're in the car. You could have driven the other way." I don't understand like I don't like I don't understand it. I feel like there's a lack of compassion for African-American men. Like they're just seen as monsters. It doesn't matter what they do. They're seen as these big, scary black men. And it doesn't like, it doesn't matter whether they're wearing a suit. It doesn't matter whether, whether they're wearing a, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. They are seen as a threat, and I feel like we are we're we're like they're almost black men are almost endangered because of that very reason. Mm-hmm. Like if you had an interaction or had an experience with someone who is of African American descent, you would know and you would understand their heart, their feelings, and we'd be able to understand who they are as a person. But this this objectifying fear when it comes to all black people, I think it's just something that is built in with the stereotype, like the the stereotype that black people are lazy or the stereotype that, you know, all black people like fried chicken. You know, it's just I think it just comes a part of something that comes along with the racism and the projections that they put out there. Even if we look at old films, like remember those old films that they show of caricatures of like black people looking like gorillas. And then it's like this, the big black man running after the helpless woman in the little old fashioned film. It's it's the same thing. This is not a new phenomenon that's going on. It is not new. When North was talking about how just American society, society in general is like built upon anti-blackness. like. It's it's literally it fuels our economy, it fuels our, our our society, it fuels everything. Like, so I mean, I don't know. Like when when I talk about being over it, it's I'm coming from a place of like I'm coming from a place of okay, cool. I remember I remember when I was younger, right? When um everything happened with Trayvon Martin, um and I wanted to understand the intricacies of that particular case, like. 
And I, I was actually researching and I was trying to understand like, okay, cool. But what was he doing? You know what I mean? Like I was trying to understand it and understand it in, in an objective sense. Um, but then as, like I said, as more names be, like started getting added to it and, and as more like different situations where you'll see the footage, you saw um, Philando Castillo, you saw Eric Gardner, you saw like, you saw Sandra Bland, like you see all these things and you see these things happen time after time after time. I think like, I think after a while, like you, you stop trying to find the, the, why this thing is an anomaly and you begin to un- understand and accept it as a trend. And you understand that this is something that is like, this is something that is synonymous with our society. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, yo, it, it's, it's anti-blackness. It's uh, deeply rooted. It's like, I don't even know if we can say it's systemic. It is the system itself. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, like the, the American economy was predicated on raping Africa. Like, and that's the thing. That's I, 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 so when these things happen. I mean, I remember when I was in college, like going to Towson in Baltimore. Um, during the time that um, Freddie Gray was murdered, I remember like being there, and I remember my parents being like, "Oh my gosh, Josh! Like, please don't go out! Like, please just, just because I mean, there were there were riots and protests, and there was a, a citywide." Um, curfew right and they were just like please don't go out like they were so concerned um and and it's funny because when I was growing up being like my parents being Nigerian right when I was growing up there was this big differentiation between us um us as Nigerians and like African Americans right but Mm -hmm. during that time because of the fact that yo like when they see you they don't they don't differentiate they don't this and there like there became more solidarity within like the black community throughout the diaspora. Um, and I stopped. And that was the time when I actually started to understand like, yo, like it doesn't matter. Like I'm black, you know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, that's like, at the end of the day, like they don't care. They don't care about um, whether you see yourself as this or whether you see yourself as that. Like at the end of the day, you're black mm-hmm. and all of the, the, everything that we want to sit and argue about, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, that's actually a really important, a really important point to make because when it comes to the, when it comes to the oppressor or like just white people in general, they don't see your flag on your shirt. They don't see you are black in America, you know? Um, Lindsay, I know you've been kind of quiet. I kind of want to hear what your thoughts are on um, all of this and this entire situation. Yeah. I mean, I think I was just, you know, taking it all in and just trying to really analyze my thoughts and how I was feeling. But I think that also some of the frustration, right, is, again, going back to what everyone has said and knowing just the history and just knowing that it's like a systematic thing and it's and it's been it's always been this way. I think the frustration is also like, well, will it ever change? You know, like you can protest as much as you want. We can we can um speak about it on social media. We can, you know, do like we can do what is in our power to do, but like will it ever like will there actually ever be any change from this? You know, and so I remember when I first, when I first, when the um, Trayvon Martin situation had first happened, I was actually, I was 
I was le- I was in I was not even in the US at the time. I was in London and I was just like reading it on social media. I think like Twitter at the time or something. And I was just reading it on social media and my heart was like broken. Like I was like I was I was I cannot even explain to you like no exaggeration. I cannot explain to you how devastated and how like just hurt I felt by the whole situation, right? And over time, like the more that you see it happen, it it becomes. I, I read this quote once, and I and I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna misquote it, but it was something along the lines of like, there comes a point where, where you can like you have to move from the realm of being sad and being hurt by this that like you're like enough is enough. Just like how Josh was saying, like, like I'm over it. Like you ha- you have to get to a point right where you're so fed up with this situation where you're like enough is enough. Like I'm sick and tired of this that you're that you're prompted to actually do something about it. You get me? And I know it go, it goes back to what I said. Like, you wonder like, well, will it ever really change, right? But at the end of the day, we can all do our part in some regard. And I think that you realize that like nobody will fight for your people except for the people, right? And so that's why you see like, for example, when Issa Rae was on the red carpet, she's like, I'm rooting for everyone Black. Because you realize that it comes to, like, if you don't fight for your own people, who's going to fight for your people? You get what I'm saying? And and it's all a very, like, the I think the best way to describe it is just super frustrating because if you're trying to, if you're trying to fight this, this issue that is bigger than you and that, like, goes beyond you and goes beyond your power and just goes beyond your understanding, it's just like, well, 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 God, how do we win? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, like. How how do we how do we progress? How do we move from this? And the the reality is like, you know how there's you know how there's like certain like for example when I was in school um, during the time of Freddie Gray when the Freddie Gray situation happened, um, our Black Student Union kind of held like an open panel discussion, just inviting like the whole um, Stevenson community to, to sit and talk about what was happening, get out your frustrations, et cetera, et cetera. And they were like, well, why is it that like, whenever we have these conversations, whenever we have these meetings, it's only black people that show up anyway. So it's not even like, it's not even like you're like any, like it's, it's only like it, or it comes off like the people who are suffering the most, the people who are seem to be affected by what's going on the most are the only ones who seem to care evidently. You get me? And so it's like, well, if that's the case, then of course we, of course it's going to seem like we're fighting a, a battle that we're never like, because it's like no one else is fighting, quote unquote. You get me? Yeah. No, yes. for sure. Go ahead, tell me. I was literally just agreeing. I, I feel you a hundred percent. I think the good thing is that although there, we don't necessarily feel or always feel like we have a lot of power. One thing I'll say about this particular situation is that our posts, our making noise, our screaming, it did something. Yes, it's the first step. Yes, it's not everything whatsoever. Um, there's still a lot of cases that justice has not been served. But mind you, this this young man was killed in February. And so if it were not for this video going viral... We would there wouldn't have been arrests been there there just wouldn't have been arrests being made. And so I thank God that, yeah, we might not necessarily have all the say or have all the power in the world, but our little movement, our our little our little posts, our our little hashtags, whatever the case may be, it did something. And thank God for that because 
like, I mean, God forbid that that family had to sleep at night and, uh, and nothing happened. I mean, you know, it makes me think about all like, uh, it makes me think about all the times that this happens, that there isn't a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Too much. Too often. Like, what about the times where this happens and there's no footage? Mm-hmm. What about when Instagram wasn't even Instagram? Like, yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> you know what was killing me? Like when this was happening, you know, I was I was thinking I was I was thinking of all these names, the names I mentioned earlier. You know who I was thinking about? I was thinking about Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. I was legit thinking about Emmett Till, and I was thinking about how that woman came out in our generation, like in this day and age, and now said, "Oh, like it was all a lie." You know, you guys remember that, right? Yeah. When, um. When the woman who accused him of whatever she came, out, yeah, she came out and she said it was a lie, and I was just like, I, I don't know, I don't know how to put how I felt in words as like I was just tying everything together, but it, it's really tiring. Yeah. And it's like, and it's it's disheartening. It's it's everything, and it's just like, son, like God, like. I don't know, like you, you just. I need something. Guys. Step in, step in. <laughs> I'm just grateful that Black people just continue to remain resilient. Yes, through decades of on decades of on decades, because I think our generation we had videos of Black men and Black women being, you know, choked, shot, and killed. But in we look back in the '60s, it was one man was lynched today. Yeah, are many bodies hanging from trees, and so I think it was having the understanding of uh, different organizations still protesting and um, stepping out and having their voice being heard. But I feel like in our current generation, we really don't have any forefront people like I feel like they did in the nineteen uh, sixties, like mm-hmm. you know the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X's, the Rosa Parks. I think mm. we do have organizations like Black Lives Matter. It gets treated like um, a, a rioting gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just like, or then we have the NAACP, but that's like the grandfather of like, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's like the organization of our of our grandfather's day. So mm-hmm. it's like, what is the modern activists? Who are the modern people in the forefront that's kind of, um, help pushing the culture forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sean King. <laughs> I was, like, nah, I was literally Sean about King. to say Sean King. <laughs> he, he won't. No, he's questionable. He's, you know, we love Sean King and I appreciate him for everything that he does for the black community. And I ain't going to bring him down, but. But he be doing. I think he be doing. It, there's there's allegations out against him about some questionable things that he does. But it always seems like his intentions are pure, and his intentions are really to bring the awareness to our community. Um, him and who else? I think Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals is another woman that I think is kind of spearheading. There also, there's always going to be some allegations because even Al Sharpton, there was allegations against him because he he be out here doing some great stuff, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> they be they really be fighting for us you know what i'm saying yeah. um i think something that i am dealing with now is 
seeing my, you know, white friends not even Ooh. tapping into this stuff, Ooh. you know, um, it's really disheartening. And it's really, I'm like, yo, like, you, you no, don't see, go ahead, Josh. No, I'm, I'm just like, you, you still care? Yeah. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that in a callous way, but it's just like, yeah. after, after the, the first couple of years, I, I'm just like, the thing is, it's kind of like this, right? If if you're, let's say some people are trying to jump you, right? And all your mans are around you. After after the first couple of people, like, you know, start beating you up. Let's say there's 10 people trying to jump you. The first people start swinging at you. And then your friends don't jump in. Okay, cool. Then it's four or five people swinging on you. At that point, it's you against 10. Like, you don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, at that point, it's like, I, I know where you stand. Um, and, and that's really how it is. Like, I don't know who has to die next for, for, for God forbid, but like literally you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause it's like at this point, if you don't see it and, and, and you're still doing, um, police apologies, you're still doing neighborhood watch apologies. You're still doing <laughs> black on black crime, black on mm. black crime. You're still doing, ooh. um, Ooh, um, um, what, what was, what was that TikTok challenge that they were doing? Oh, um, um. Check, just check my pose. What's it? What's it? I can't even say. I forgot. Right. Um, oh, h- how's my form? Check my form. Anyways, but like, <laughs> at at this point, it's kind of like we have to we have to like really stand in solidarity. And I think that's what I was harping on earlier when I was talking about like, okay, people are still doing. Oh, I'm I'm Nigerian. I'm Ghanaian. I'm um I'm from uh. I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, at this point, no one cares. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at this point, like, in this, in this America, it's like, um, who said this? She's an, she's a writer. She's Amanda, right? Um, she wrote, she was like, when you come, when you come to America, like, it doesn't matter where you're from. Like, at the end, at the end of the day, like, you're black. And that's how America sees you. So all I'm saying is like, we have to stand in solidarity because white people aren't going to do it for us. Well said. Couldn't have said it any better myself, to be mm. honest. The white people don't care. Mm. Them white folks don't care. Mm. Yeah. They out here protesting for 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 haircuts. They literally. They're fighting the police. They're fighting the police, child. I'm tired. They're like literally punching the police in the face, and the police are like, "Oh, pepper spray." <laughs> pepper spray? No, they don't do that. But they don't even get pepper spray. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you don't like, sick that dog on that white, <laughs> get the hose. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, like it's really hard for me, especially being a Christian. Like, I'd be like, I'm telling you, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I love my white listeners. I do. If I have any, I love y'all. <laughs> but i'm talking about i don't think it's a day that goes by that i'll be like bro i hate white people bro like i'm not joking like or not i hate people like i can't stand white people because mm-hmm. i just feel like they really be showing their tail like oh oh my gosh because i'm just like i'm sorry y'all like and it's hard especially being a christian like i want to love on everybody and i want to you know and it's definitely something y'all pray for me Mm-hmm. No, but like no, I just be like, Damn, y'all really get away with everything. Like, y'all really like you guys. Literally, I had a friend. I had a friend, right? 
I had to basically exp- like you know I went to school in Richmond. I went to VCU. Yeah. Remember Lawrence? How they had those um, they had those they have like the statues of these like war heroes that yeah, aren't war like racist. Yeah, nope. yeah, exactly. Like racist war heroes mm-hmm. for like the opposite side, the South or whatever. And like basically, there was like people protesting, like like putting graffiti, like you know standing like get these down get these down like this is not the america we live in now right yeah i had a white roommate she was like yeah i don't understand why they're doing that like that they're just just a waste of time like they should start Mm. a petition or something Mm. and i i literally was like have you ever had to protest for like any of your rights (laughs) or, or anything like that like do you understand what do you understand what that symbolizes Like. She's like, yeah, but it's like, we're not in slavery right now. So it's just like a statue. It's not a big deal. There you have it. There you have it. Because they literally feel like because we're not shackled (laughs) in a chain gang, we should be grateful. Who says we're not shackled in a chain gang? Mm. That's the word. I don't don't feel like Mm. another podcast. He's like, my time is running out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't got time to get in all that no but for real y'all i'm talking about i had to break it down to this girl and she and i she ended up not agreeing with me and i was like oh it's okay for us to agree to disagree because i'm not gonna i ain't gonna waste my breath and then a week later she came up to me she's like yeah i remember that conversation we had i just wanted to apologize like i just feel like i was being really insensitive and i was just like no you just felt like i was gonna beat your (laughs) like like nah I'm just playing. No, but she really felt me though. Like she, like after having that conversation, she really did feel me. But still, like, do I have to always explain to you like everything? Like, are you a baby? Like, you can go read a book. Yeah, but I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing it. You're right, Josh. There's some people out there that are gonna do it, and that's cool. I think like there's some people, you know. Sometimes some people just need they need somebody to explain it to them, but that person is not me. Um, <laughs> because Lord, I can't, I cannot. Mm-mm. I mean, um, the reality is like the reality is you're trying to communicate. It's kind of like this, right? Like, let's say we're both playing a game, and I say basically to them, it's like you're saying, "Oh, you cheated." You get what I'm saying? Like, they had this unfair advantage. Like, they never, they never had to deal with, um, they never had to deal with discrimination in this sense. They never had to deal with. Um, all the different things that we're talking about, like the simple the the simple pain that comes with being black in America, they didn't have to deal with it. So like trying to communicate to them that you were like you had an unfair disadvantage from the time that you were born. Hmm. This, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it, like they don't want to accept that. You know what I'm saying? Right it goes right over their heads. Mm-hmm. And I think like when you talk about struggling with hating white people, I remember when I um. When I traveled to Belize, um, and like I just learned so much about like how they like how they took over, um, how how they were just taking over countries, and I just learned so much about like just talking to people and hearing their experiences, like things that their grandfather like went through. Um, I, I I really started praying to God for Him to help me like not hate white people, mm-hmm. and. I never thought that that was a prayer I would have to say, but it was like, I didn't have any reason to not hate white people other than Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. And I really need somebody to give me a reason. On the topic of white people, um, let's talk about how we don't got to talk about it. This is a brief statement, but the reason why um, the the two white men, what are their names? I don't remember. It doesn't matter because we're not saying their name. The reason why they were not in jail on February 23rd is because the district attorney of Glen County, there is a white woman and was speaking on their behalf. So let's talk about how white people are going to stick up for each other. And we, we, there's no reason why we should be waiting for them to talk, to speak on our behalf, because at the end of the day, they have each other's backs. And that's why they weren't in jail to begin with, with a known crime of a crime that was recorded like there's no, there's absolutely no reason. Like talk about power, talk about systematic racism. Like when these are the things that people like, they'll they'll be like, oh why, like you know, there's no more slavery. Why are you still complaining? Da 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 da, all this stuff. And it's just like it's wait, over. Like wait, but but like there was a video, but this white woman who who is the district attorney in the county. Like she wants to go put in a good word and all of a sudden somebody who murdered someone is not in jail. I mean, come on, let's be real. I am, I mean, our our time is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. I am like, it's just, this conversation is just so heavy. Like, geez Louise. I mean, I just want the listeners to know that like, if you're tired, (laughs) you're tired too, honey. Think about how tired we are. It's like not. (laughs) (laughs) but no like we are tired too like but the reality is like think about how tired martin luther king was or like malcolm x like they was tied you know you said tamala man tied truth is (laughs) (laughs) and so I just feel like um I, I just feel like it is important to know that you you're not alone in your frustrations. Um you I you're justified. And I feel like especially if you're a black person, a black Christian, I think you're justified to take these things up with God. No, I know you're justified to take these things up with God. Lay them at the feet of the Father. Lay all your frustrations like I'd be like, God. God help me, because I don't be liking these white people you don't put on this earth, okay? <laughs> I know you say they're your children, but God. <laughs> yeah, you look like somebody else. They look like somebody else's children. You got to show me they're your kids, because I don't know. Um, And so I definitely, definitely want to encourage any of our listeners to just make sure that you're taking these who are in the faith to make sure that you're taking these situations to the feet, but also action, um, action, like doing, if it's just a tweet to encourage someone to, you know, understand what is going on in the, in the black community. Um, if it's, you know, going out and rallying, if it's today running with mod, a mod, you know what I'm saying? Just really get involved because it is your future. It's your children's future. Just because you feel like you're African and you may not be, you know, attached. You are. You are black. Yeah. The color of your skin is blackity black, black. And they don't see that your mom was born in Congo and your dad was born in East Legon. They don't see. They just see that you are blackity black, black. So when people are fighting, stand in, in unity with them. Um, 
you know, and pray about it and pray for the victims' families. Because the reality is we are fighting for justice, but they have lost an, an important piece of their family. Yes. You know, they're dealing with a death yes. and having to relive it over and over and over again. So make sure that you are keeping these families um, in your prayers um, and, and, you know, just doing what you can to help the cause. I want to give everyone a chance to kind of share their last thoughts. One minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Lawrence. Um, he's an image bearer. And so I, I hope that I'm just glad that this time around there wasn't any kind of trying to find a ratchet picture of him and throw it out there to try to tarnish his character. Yeah. Um, trying to justify the fact that he, um, quote unquote, deserved to die. Um, or there was a reason to justify it. And um, just remember that we are all image bearers. Josh. Uh, I'm, as you were as you were saying your, your final remarks, I was just thinking about what it means to to yell in in a society where you're voiceless and what it means to fight for justice like in a corrupt system um and like i'm 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 really just praying for god to like restore our land restore uh our people um and i I really feel like we should strive for solidarity um and just have a united front like Mm. just have a united front because the thing is you know how they say um divided we fall but united we stand the bible says it too like when it talks about a house divided cannot stand so yeah that's that's it in a nutshell tell me i mean just continue to fight the good fight because we do have power and i pray that one day the world will see it um down by grace uh i think that something for all of us to just take away from this is to like everything that we're doing right like let's like let's not grow weary like let's not go grow tired like Tommy said of fighting this good fight and let it be like you know how like in the last podcast or not in the last one but in another podcast we talked I, I mentioned um you know turning pain into purpose and like let's use it to like fuel us to actually like make change so like whatever it is that your passion is whatever it is that you're doing um just keep going harder you know for the sake of these people and for the sake of getting information out there and you know so yeah um like everyone kind of said we're just able to get through this stand together like as a united front and just move forward that is it for today's episode of a combo with Mo. I know this one was kind of heavy, y'all, but sometimes we got to have these conversations, okay? Don't forget to follow me at Mo Digga. Um, that's Mo Digga? Mo Digga? That's it. That's Bruh. all I want. <laughs> Make sure you guys follow me at Mo Digga. I literally thought they would say something to me. Um, with two E's and three G's and at a combo with Mo on Instagram. Make sure you guys share this on Instagram. Um, tag us at a combo with Mo. Let us know that you're listening. Uh, OG Tommy and Josh, tell them where to find you. On Instagram and Twitter at OG Tommy Sin. O G T O M I S I N. Josh. Uh, you can find me at Josh Nathan Jr. J O S H. Josh Nathan Jr. That's it. <laughs> I ain't spelling all that. 
<laughs> Lawrence Green. Had a king since birth. On everything. And my baby and crowned by Grace. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at crowned by Grace. Again, no E in the crown. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. We are out in five, four, three, two, one.